Welcome to the Untangling Life Podcast with Rachel Wojo. I'm Rachel, and this podcast is where you'll find the space to clear your head and calm your heart. I'm so glad you're here. Make yourself at home. Hey there, thanks for joining in today. I'm Rachel, and today I am sharing five simple ways to love a friend who's grieving. You know, our family has gone through a lot over the last four months. My father in law left us for heaven last month, my dad left us for heaven in September. And life can just be really complicated when you are grieving. I know that it's easy to think that there is nothing we can do to help a friend or loved one who is hurting or grieving. We sometimes convince ourselves that they want to be left alone. And when some time has passed, our friendship will return to quote unquote normal. But I believe this is a time when we need to reach out with compassion and really show the love of Jesus to our friends who are grieving or friend who is grieving. People experiencing grief need understanding and compassion no matter the reason for their grief. You know, there are all sorts of ways that we experience loss, a loved one, a pet, divorce, The list could go on and on. Grief is experienced in various stages and phases, and there is no right or wrong way to grieve. Grieve is a process of processing the loss of someone or something you love mixed with the reality that things will never be the same again. People in grief need understanding and compassion no matter their reason. So I wanted to help you today by sharing five simple ways to love a friend who's grieving. These are ways that you can help a friend through the valley of grief. Are you ready? Number one is to give your eyes. What do I mean by that? Well, be watching for ways you can help or suggest to others for help. A grieving person may not even know what they need. Look for a meal plan in place. Watch for things that you know need to be accomplished. Simple things like grass that needs mowed or a car that needs washed, a bathroom that needs cleaned. A few years ago, I was working on a church helping hands team and each week I cleaned an elderly lady's bathroom. And every week she told me it was the nicest thing anyone had done for her since her husband's death. Her pain was eased tremendously just because I gave my eyes and saw her need. So give your eyes and be on the lookout. Matthew five thirteen to 15 reminds us, For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Number two, another way you can love a friend who's grieving is just to love with your heart. Filter your conversation to allow everything to flow with love. Years ago, I was honest about something with a grieving friend. I was kind of just straightforward, and the truth is, she didn't need my honesty at that moment. Only I didn't know any better. Our friendship never fully recovered, although I had the best intentions with what I said to her. Loving a grieving friend requires a bigger love than we've ever shown to that one before, and we have to be willing to give more grace 
Typically, I think that means to be using our words sparingly and make sure that we saturate everything in love. Everything that we do should just be saturated in loving our friend without judgment and without hypocrisy. 2 Corinthians 1 verses 3 and 4 reminds us, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our affliction, so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. I really believe that's what it means to love others, is to just comfort them and Do not say anything that would be a hindrance to their healing. Number three, offer your hands to love a friend that's grieving. You know, the first time that you offer to someone who's grieving, they may say no. I know that when I've gone through stages of grief, I really didn't want anyone to be in my household I didn't want any extra people underfoot. I really needed some time to process and didn't want a lot of extra people around. So the first time you offer to help a friend who's grieving your hands to, you know, go to the grocery store for them or um, clean their house or anything at all when you offer, they may say no. But what I would encourage you to do is to not let that hinder you and ask again. Set a reminder on your phone to ask again a few days later or a week later and just simply ask some questions, simple questions. Try to be more specific. Is there anything at all I can do for you? Could you use a gift card to bring dinner home one night after work? Could I stop by and clean your bathroom on Saturday? The simple act of making the griever aware of your willingness is a wonderful way to help and love them, even if they don't accept your efforts. So whether they choose to accept your offers or not, offering is a beautiful way to show your love. I hope that I've made that clear that you can still offer even if it's not accepted and and don't be offended if it's not accepted. Just the offering is enough. I love what Psalm 41.1 says in the NIV, Blessed are those who have regard for the weak. The Lord delivers them in times of trouble. Isn't that precious? I just love that verse. And then I know number four was offer your hands to a friend who's grieving, but number four is be their feet, be their feet. So rather than just being in their presence and offering to do things for them, Do things outside of their home. Do things that they need accomplished. Errands do not stop for grief. There's still trash. There's still mail to pick up. There's still groceries to shop for, meals to cook. And being their feet is doing all the routine things. It's it's walking for them. And helping a friend through grief is really an opportunity to be their feet. In my book, One More Step, I say it like this. Jesus not only heals broken hearts, but he also transforms broken hearts into his hands and feet that carry his love and share it with others. And this sharing comes in all forms, right? Maybe it looks like a cup of cold water. Maybe it looks like a pack of Smarties. 
I don't know what the love language is for your friend or loved one who's experiencing grief, but you know, whatever it is, God knows the need. And if you put yourself out there as being willing, his love has to pour through you and into the life of the person that you love while they are in this grieving situation. And this last simple tip, one of the ways that you can show love to a friend in grief is to lend an ear. I know that there are some people who need quite a bit of time to pass before they are ready for a listening ear. But when that time comes, be the one who will be there for them. Listening doesn't always have to be directly with our ears. Modern communication offers us the opportunity to be intentional with just a text. We can shoot a text over to someone saying how much we love and care for them. I'm sorry you're going through this. Please let me know if you just need someone to listen. Listening is an enormous gift to love a friend who's grieving. And I believe it's such a gift that I have a term for it called the permission to ache freely. Permission to ache freely is simply allowing someone to grieve by giving them as much time or space as they need. A huge part of that is just explaining to them that you do understand and giving them the space to breathe, never rushing the process. Isn't this what Jesus does for us? He loves us so much that he died for us. But even after we've accepted him as our savior, he tells us to come. He calls us to bring our burdens to him and leave them there. He gives us the opportunity to choose his will but always gently shows us the way. Maybe your friend could use a tool to help navigate the emotions of grief or hurt. If you or your friend is looking for a source of strength and you need to discover the assurance that you can keep going, even when everything keeps going wrong, then you will enjoy my book, One More Step. It's a tool to discover how to run to God's word when discouragement strikes, how to replace those feelings of despair with the truth of scripture, and how to persevere through out-of-control circumstances so that you can gain a more intimate relationship with Jesus. I hope one of these five ways have helped you in understanding how you can help a friend who's grieving and providing understanding and compassion no matter what the level of grief is. If you're interested in my book, One More Step, Finding Strength When You Feel Like Giving Up, I will leave it in the show notes, a link for you to be able to pop over and order it. If you are listening now to the podcast and you leave a note in your order, I'll be happy to autograph your copy of One More Step. Thanks for listening in today. Until next time, God sees you and knows your need. Thank you for listening to the Untangling Life Podcast with Rachel Wojo. If you enjoyed this podcast episode, be sure to subscribe. For show notes and free resources, visit rachelwojo.com. See you again soon.
Hello, I'm Adam Comer. And I'm Ryan Chittister. And we are the host of Life After Addiction Podcast. What we believe is that addiction is not a surprise to God. That's right. We discuss addiction from a biblical worldview and how true freedom comes through a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Absolute freedom from addiction. The secular worldview of once an addict, always an addict is just not true. If you or someone you love struggles with addiction, subscribe to Life After Addiction at lifeaudio.com.